Welcome to episode 67 of Kowalski Analysis, a podcast designed to help you navigate the weight and become the best version of yourself. I'm your host, Rob Kowalski, and this is my friend, fairly new friend, uh, Chris <laughs> Shepard from Oklahoma City. And we're going to be talking to him about how it's going, starting his chapter there in Oklahoma City and just, yeah, what, what it's been like and what, it, what he was attracted to with City Fam. So how you doing, Chris? What's up, brother? How you been? Really good. It's good uh, to be looks, here. Yeah, it looks like Cassandra's coming in. Maybe. Yep. So actually, this would be a good time for me to go ahead and announce my sponsors while she's coming in. Before we get started into the conversation, I just want to give a shout out to my, my sponsor, Micah Hughes. Micah is a longtime friend and he actually does real estate. So I'm just going to share my screen real quick so you guys can see his logo. Here we go. Share screen. So yeah, Micah does real estate. He helps people uh, get a budget together and a financial plan so they can afford to buy a home. Or if they're interested in selling a home, he can help with that. And he also helps people uh, that just want to invest in real estate and have passive income. So if you want some help in that area, give Micah a call. You can mention my name. He will take great care of you. And my other sponsor is Advisors Mortgage. And uh, Advisors Mortgage, they have a highly competitive pricing structure coupled with their state-of-the-art technology, their second to none, and their commitment to guiding you through the home buying or refinancing process. And you can reach out to Adrian White. He's actually a city fan member here in Baltimore. He was at our New Year's Eve party just a few days ago. His number is 610-999-3448. Or you can visit his website at awhite.advisorsmortgage.com. All right. Welcome, Cassandra. Hi there, guys. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you? Good. It's my screen freezing. It is. It's kind of like patchy. Oh my goodness. Give me a second. Let me refresh my internet. I'm not sure what it is. It's all good. I'm actually going to go ahead and share the stream to, I'm going to share it to the city fam group and then also to uh, the waiting works community. Cause I'm sure some of the people in there would like to see it. So how was your, how was your new year's Eve there in Oklahoma city, Chris? It's pretty great. I, you know, it was me and a few other friends from the group. I probably went a little hard, but it, I, it was great. I went a little too hard myself, but New Year's is one of those nights. It's hard not to, it's very easy to get caught up. Hey, so once, once a year I can do it. Looks like we have about 18 people on right now. That's a lot. Um, just on Facebook, more on, more on YouTube. So, Hey guys, if you can see and hear us, okay, leave a comment below, just say hello or hi or Hey, or just greet us in some way, however you greet people. And then if it's your first time watching uh, a live stream or, or one of these podcasts, let us know where you're watching from. We always like to know where our members are coming in from. But tonight, we're going to be talking to a couple of our ch chapter leads. They started groups. They found City Fam through, well, I guess we're going to find out how you found City Fam. And they started groups in their areas and they're leading movements in Oklahoma City and Lancaster and the parts of the world where they're living and they're responsible for in all, in all honesty, right? Absolutely. So we're going to be talking about that. So I'm really excited just to jump into the conversation, but let me go ahead quickly and just share this out. Guys, feel free to share, share this, this stream because you never know who's out there that's either A, looking for community themselves, or maybe they would be interested in starting something themselves. I know for me, I would have died to find city fam for the first you know several years that i was trying to walk this narrow path i was looking for something like this so feel free to share this out it might reach somebody that really needs it so let's go ahead and quickly tell everybody i guess i already kind of told them who you are and where you're from cassandra did i tell did i tell that she was from lancaster yet did i say that I'm not sure, but I am from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, met Rob through his Facebook ads and uh, connected over the summer and just been exploring this whole avenue of how to connect, create a movement, rally up people for the better and the good of community and inspire change, inspire just friendship where, you know, we can connect and do life together. I love it. I love it. So how long have you been involved now? When did you start your group? August? Was it two months oh, sorry. ago? Just a few weeks before Thanksgiving, I guess. 
Awesome. And and how many people are in your Facebook group right now? Yeah, we're like two people away from 300. So that is crazy. That's yeah, so, really I mean, exciting. what just to put that in perspective, there's only 700 people in the city fan Baltimore Facebook group. And we've been yeah. around for, you know, seven years. So to have yeah. 300 people in two months, like that's saying yeah. something. Well, I have to give a lot of credit to my, you know, my side partner, Angie, she's really just was a great partner and just inviting a lot of people. So that really helped just get a lot of people in the group and get engagement. So, yeah, well, I love it. And then Chris, you're right behind or will you guys have like 260 some in your group? I think 263 at last count. Yeah. And that same about, amount of time. It was only been about two months, right? Yeah. We started about the same time as Lancaster. It's crazy. It's something, something supernatural going on for sure. Like that's not normal growth, you know? So you guys are killing it. I can't wait to dive in. So I guess, I think what people will be most interested in and in just talking about is like, what, what attracted you to city fam? What was the void that was missing that this is helping to fill? So let's go ahead and have Cassandra answer that first. Yeah. We just got an overwhelming response about like, the, the idea of getting together, having community meetups and, and I think with, especially with singles and, you know, in the thirties, forties or fifties, you know, dating apps just are not the thing of the day, you know, to find good quality friendships and, and able to have real genuine authentic relationships, kind of friendship building from that foundation and doing life. And so we just found like, it's, it's just an awesome place where people feel like they belong, having a good time and something to look forward to, especially on the weekends and not spending alone and just feeling like they're just, you know, living life and doing life alone mm. for sure. So good. And really even like people to let down, you know, like city fam's kept me out of a lot of trouble because I, I had people that I knew I would let down. And I mean, I'm not saying I'm obviously I'm not perfect, but I, I, I would be a lot, I would have made a lot worse decisions if I didn't have that. So even like, just not only having like a full social calendar, but just, you know, having people yeah. that believed in me and were like, you know, kind of cheered me on and, 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 you know, rooted for me and picked me up at times when I felt really low. But so you were at new year's Eve, Cassandra, how's your ankle doing? How's your ankle? Did you hear me? Nope, we lost our sound. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Moving something around. I think I pulled out my Yeti mic. <laughs> sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I have to edit this for you. <laughs> okay. Well, let's. I'll come back to you. So let me direct the, the same question I asked Cassandra to you, Chris. So what was it that really kind of attracted you to the group? What was the void that was missing? Yeah, I think kind of to piggyback off what she said. You know, it's just that you know, kind of that loneliness, finding that that group of people that you can just mesh with and get involved with with kind of, you know, no expectations. It's kind yeah. of how it started, you know, because you kind of get stuck in that routine of, you know, I don't want to do, you, you get tired of doing the same old, same old. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at, at, our, at our age, finding those like-minded people, it's not always the easiest thing to do. Yeah. It's really weird because I, I hear a lot of people talk about that. It's like a challenge to really make friends. When every, we all need community. We all want people like good friends and people we can count on. But for some reason there's a, uh, it's, it's not that it's not as easy as you would think it should be, you know? And, and even with the volunteering, there's definitely a barrier to entry for that. I know I had wanted to kind of give back for years before I became a member of a church that was doing anything. And I just didn't really know how to get started. You know, I was like, it's, you know, like it's not really, nearly as much fun to go out and just serve people by yourself. But when you're with a group of people that you just were like hanging out with the night before at a social event, then you go out and do, you know, something like that. It really, it really deepens the connection and, it, and it's just a lot more, a lot more enjoyable. Well, I've noticed too. I mean, you, you really do, you kind of feed off each other. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of that, that high that you get from serving and just being around people. Yeah. So let's talk about what events have you all done so far? So, what have you done so far in Oklahoma City? What, what events? We had a, what our first event was back in November, right before Thanksgiving, at a place called Chicken and Pickle, like a pickleball court type thing. It was our first one. I guess we had, what, 20, 25 people, give or take, 24. Then we've had our service event on Christmas Eve. And then we had, what, one other event? 
Uh, we I had a couple small small things in there too, where you know people go out to have movies or go have dinner or have people have game nights. And then we have our next event scheduled for these, I guess, this Friday as a, a game night. And you did a service event too, right? Did you mention yes. that? Or yeah, yeah, on Christmas okay. Eve. Okay, mm -hmm. that's awesome. I mean, twenty four people. It probably took us six months before we had twenty some people at an event. I'm sure. We started out in Baltimore doing these movie nights and it was free. I would actually pay the, the guy like 50 bucks to rent the upstairs of this uh, building. Actually, it's the building that home will eventually be in. And we used to do like free popcorn and we would just play a couple movies and literally like three or four people would come out. It was like hardly anybody. And I was promoting it with everything I had. And I had a pretty big network and I could still not get people to come out. It was like pulling teeth, but slowly it, it grew. So I always, you know, encourage people, even if their growth is slow, like as long as you feel like you have peace, just stick with it. And, you know, as long as you feel like I, that was what kept me going with Chris, you and I were just talking about it, where there was a lot of times where I didn't see any evidence of this thing working, but I just knew it felt like I was supposed to be here. So I just, I just stuck with it. So how about you, Cassandra? What events have you done in, in Lancaster? Yes. Yeah, so as soon as we opened up the group, it was right the weekend of Thanksgiving. And so I just did a little meet and greet on Saturday night. The people that, because I didn't really do a friend's Thanksgiving. I was like, you know, we'll just gather. It was like six of us. We had a blast. Met up at a place where we played pool and just have some games and um, have some dinner together. And then we did the next weekend, we had uh, Rock Lidditz. So we had about 20 plus people there. It was amazing. And a group of Baltimore people came up to join us. It was a real fun event. We, we pretty much hung up for know, eight, eight hours and we just had a blast. And then we, I, I hosted a big Christmas Eve here. Yeah, Christmas Eve. And what we have, a good 18 or more. And we had a big service at the churches, church that we uh, connected with. And um, yeah, it's such a fun event. And then you were there leading karaoke. So just having such fun together. And, and also we just had also, you know, some of us, we have a, a clear connection with faith and who we are and to share that with other people as well. So, but we we're all inclusive. We want everybody to grow wherever they're at, you know, just faith and, and being the best version of themselves, if anything, to, um, to be a light. So, and shine in their, in their sphere of influence. So so kind of that, yeah, some of those things. And, you know, we, we also partnered up with your Baltimore bless, blessing bags, I guess I call it. And so we gave a bunch down in Baltimore. I took, I had a big bag of them. I went um, hiking on a day down the city and man, there was people left and right. It was given to or finding them at the exits. Just people that are really in need, we homeless in a bad situation. So able to bless people. I got so many big thank yous from that. So yeah, so our partners here that are sponsoring too with a, a partner up with Rob. Uh, a big part of that. So um, exciting just to have an impact in an outreach. Hey, Rob Kowalski here. When I first got serious about living intentionally and becoming a better version of myself, I found a major shortage of things to do and people to do them with. And it was the loneliness and boredom that led me to starting CityFam. So I just want to take a moment right now and encourage you to go over and join the CityFam Facebook community. It's a free Facebook group and in it you'll find purpose-driven people from all over the world that want to enjoy life to the fullest. You can search it on Facebook or you can go to www.friendswithbetterbenefits.com and it'll take you right there. While I'm mentioning it, if you're single searching for real love, love before sex, as I like to say, I wanna encourage you to join the Waiting Works community. That's another free Facebook group I put together designed to help people wait well, date well, and ultimately hit the mark in life and love. And you can go to www.reallovewaits.com and I'll see you over there. Now back to the episode. So have you seen any, I know it's, you guys are fairly new at this and I've, I've honestly seen a lot of people's lives change just in the context of community. It's, it's actually kind of mind blowing because it's like, you know, somebody comes out. I, I mean, I, I use my, my best friend, Rob growing up, Rob Weiderman as an example, because it's, it was so powerful where he had, so me and him were best friends in high school. We were bad though. When we were together, we were really bad. And when we were, he, he was like the most phenomenal soccer player that you'd ever seen in your life. He was on the cover of the paper. He broke every record at the school. He had colleges looking at him, probably could have got a scholarship to anywhere. And when we were in the 12th grade, we, we took the librarian's credit card out of her purse and we went to the mall and we charged about a thousand dollars of stuff on it. And we got caught, we got arrested and we got expelled. And after that, like, you know, Rob, he started dealing drugs at some point, him and I kind of lost track of each other. We kind of got separated, like when we were about 19 or so. 
and he ended up getting arrested a bunch of times and he we reconnected like 15 it was probably like he was probably almost 40 and when we kind of reconnected and i took him to epic church a couple times i was trying to befriend him but i just started i just started like uh business and so i was busy and he would he would like call me every day i could tell he was like he was he was low and he was wanting a friend and and mm-hmm. i sometimes i would pick up but he would call me like every day and sometimes i wouldn't pick up and then one day one day he just stopped calling me and i went over to where he lived cuz he li- he had lived in like this kind of like crappy apartment in Brooklyn at the time. And he had a pregnant girlfriend and he had not been around for his first kid. He was kind of like not there. And he, just seeing that version of him, like what happened because and it was something that I was part of like the expulsion. And I was like, it really was a lot of regret that I had. One of the biggest regrets in my life was being part of that story. And so I like, I went over to the house that he lived in the apartment and, and knocked on the door and he didn't answer I'd, and he didn't answer his phone. I left a note on the door and, and I didn't hear from him again for about a year. And then he called me. He's like, I just got out of jail. He's like, I got locked up for a year. I was dealing pill. I was selling pills and I got caught. He said, I, actually, I got, I got stabbed in jail and he got one of his teeth knocked out. And, and I was like, I made up my mind in that moment. I'm like, I'm going to be here, be there for this guy. I'm like, I don't care. And every time he called, I picked up, even if I was, whatever I was doing, I stopped, pick up, talk to him. And I just started bringing him around city fam events. And next thing I know, he like got his license and then he joined the gym and he lost a bunch of weight. And then he just, he just can't, he, his whole life changed. He's a completely different person. He got met Jesus. He's involved at his church. He brings like rows of people. He like, I mean, and it was the power of community. I helped a little, I did. I gave him that nudge and I, I would remind him, I would be like, dude, I believe in you, but I bringing him around the community was the thing because he had a group of people that kind of embraced him, and, you know, it wasn't all on me. Cause that's a lot when it's, if you're trying to help even just one person, one person can drain the life out of you. But if there's a community, a group of people and you can bring them around and the group kind of can do it together and share the load. And that's exactly what happened for Rob. And it was just, it was so awesome. Like I, it's, you know, probably one of the, the best things that God ever did for me was helping me redeem that story, you know, rewrite that, that, that story. And I really attribute city fam to a lot of that, you know, the, the power of what what did all that work in his life have you so have you seen anybody's lives positively impact i know again it's only been a couple months but have you seen any any lives yeah there's people that's just come out and just uh, we actually got together had a small group after christmas eve and just um we played some games but people are just just sitting at the table and i felt like god wanted me to uh, you know have this thing we believe God's a genius and he's amazing. So when I talk about him, he's thought to be part of our lives, my life, especially, I don't know. I just invited him in. So yeah. And they were just sharing some hard stuff that they've gone through. And it just, it just became like a, a healing conversation and where they first time, like they said, I never shared this with anybody. So that's where wholeness comes in community. You get to be the real genuine person and, and, and be around people that actually care about you. And that when something is shared, it's like, Hey, healing can happen. Like it's, it's, it's that reflection is like, Hey, you can get through this and we're here for you. So I just feel like people are wanting to reason and rhyme to, to live their life better because we're around good people, like-minded people that want to be better. Yeah. Rising tide raises all ships, right? Yeah. How about you, Chris? Have you seen anything? I mean, yeah. I mean, like, like she just said, I mean, we've heard stories. It's really amazing how comfortable, how comfortable people are becoming so quickly. Yeah. You know, they just kind of meet you within, you know, an hour, 30 minutes or whatever. They're ready to, you know, share their life story lots of times. So, you know, and, and a lot of them too are just so happy that there's a group like this out there because they've been looking for it for so long. Yeah. You know, the amount of thank yous and, you know, thanks for doing this. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, what do you say? It, it's all God. It has nothing to do with me or or my better half, which isn't here tonight, better half of the lead, leadership team, Julie. So, it yeah, it's all God here. I love it. So we got some people tuning in. Looks like Tony Gerasio's here, Misty Karakash, Carolyn Boker, who just was here for New Year's Eve, Claudine Barrett-Batchelor, Christy Lee, Rena Drabant. I'm not sure if I pronounced that last name right, Carla May. Melissa Vance, she came to one of your events. She sure uh, did. Christine, Christine Lewis, Alicia Sullivan, 
Casey Tompkins. She's fired up. She's in your group too, right? Oklahoma City. Yes, she is. So, yeah, feel free to drop any questions. If you want to in the chat, we'll try to address them. But really just kind of wanted to talk to to Cassandra and Chris really about like their motivation for starting it. What What, what is your hope for the group? What is your, your vision for your group? Where would you like to see it go? You know, I, th- I think here for us, I don't think there is any ends to where it can go. Yeah. I think the amount of people that you see that are hurting or just broken or just want that community of people, it's not going to stop. You know, it's kind of like a never ending cycle. So, you know, the hope is that we just continue to grow and reach people here in Oklahoma city, that Metro area, you know, and and even, I guess, big picture, some of these people may may move somewhere else, you know, start a city fam, wherever they move to, you know, there's just so many different avenues and and paths that can be taken just from what's starting here. Yeah. I love it. It's like a church without walls, man. You know, when you think about it, right. Like we're, when I look at the book of Acts and I see the way those people lived, I'm like, that's what I want. Like that's, I remember when I first became a Christian, I read that. I was like, wow, what a cool way to live, you know, like in community like that. And when I, when I became a, a believer, I was like, not like that at all. I mean, I would church on Sunday. And then it was like, for the most part, you didn't see them again until next Sunday. And I was like, where's, you know, where's a group of people that I could find just to like live this out with, you know? walk this, walk this thing out with. And I, man, I couldn't find it. And then, you know, I backslid after isolating for a long time inadvertently. And then when I rededicated, went through the exact same thing where I was just like renting movies by myself every night. Cause there was just nothing to do. I mean, and I was very involved at my church. They just didn't have anything going on, you know, outside, not, I don't say anything. They just had very little going on for like, especially if you were single. So I really, you know, I think like, I do think there's a lot of, a lot of singles out there, single believers, and even people that are just not believers are just, maybe they're just like in the bars, you know, making decisions that they really know they don't want to make, but they're like, well, what there's, you know, what else is there? What's the alternative? That's us. You know, now there is one. I really feel like we're, we're reaching people that maybe the church can't. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Cassandra? Yeah, you were just talking about that lines. And we did a, a, a ugly Christmas sweater party at Funk's. And it was so much fun. And um, as they were coming in the door and other people were coming in, I was just, this group of people wanted to dress as Santa Claus. And I was waiting for another Santa Claus to come in, make sure all the people were in. And um, so three of them show up and we just got to chat and I'm like, hey, join us. We've got more seats at our tables. And so three complete strangers that just loved the whole evening. It was just so much fun. And they, they, got, they got in the group. They wanted to come out again, you know, maybe do a bowling invite event or something that's coming up. But that's what we're all about, you know, just connecting where we may, may be. People are just drawn to the fun that we're having. And, and they were just great people as well. I just feel like the vision of expansion of like just people meeting people and you just never know uh, what collaboration may happen. You know, just, it could be uh, business ideas or opportunities. I was listening to someone else and you know, just because they were at the right place and the right people, uh, this person got a job and a $5,000 bonus because they just met, connected with the right people. And so endless possibilities of just like, hey, you know, industries or businesses or uh, just life in general. I, you know, we had some people that really came out and said they're struggling with suicide. You know, like if a life is being spared because they found a family, like mm-hmm. friendships that created a family atmosphere that gave them a reason, like they're not alone. As, you know, I, I just came across a story I've seen again, a guy that jumped off of the bridge in San Francisco, you know, and, and God spared him. But when he jumped, he just was looking for one person on this bus to tell him that it's going to be okay. Right. That how are you doing? And if one person would have stopped him, but thankfully he did, he didn't die. It was actually it was a miracle. He didn't die. He survived the the fall, but the impact of what it killed him instantly. Um, but uh, that's a lot of the stories of people that commit suicide or they go into drugs. If someone just would have stopped and cared, you know, if it could be a homeless person, whatever situation someone may find them in that's why i love stopping for the one that took me around the world so this is something like it's totally in my my realm and field of being compassionate helping surrounding being there having an ear to reflect on what's going on in their life and so that's if i can inspire that in other people to be compassionate 
you know, and just being there a good friend, life would be so much better. You know, when you walk down the street and someone's happy and waves to you and said hi, that makes you make it much more feels it fills your cup up better than someone that's being cold shouldered and doesn't open the door for you. Kind of thing. Like it's just it's nice to be around people that actually really genuinely care, no matter if you're a close friend or not, they're, they're being friendly. And so that's a culture that we need in, in this hour. Yeah, I love it. I think it's so much easier too. Like I, I remember just, you know, after I became a Christian, I, I was, I was wanting to bring people to Jesus. You know, I did. And it was just so awkward when you try to invite them to church, you mm -hmm. know, like if you, unless you really knew them, like if you knew them and you were doing life, it's, it's not, but like, I would just sometimes invite like people I knew at the gym and it would just, and you could, it was just weird. But it's like so easy to invite somebody to be like, hey, we're going to go see a live band on Friday. I got a great group of friends. And yeah. and it's just so organic the way you see people's lives change. It's like, it, I don't want to say it's effortless because there is, you have to be a little bit intentional. You have to have your radar up, like kind of, you know, keeping an eye out for people that are maybe hurting somebody you got broken up with, or maybe they're yeah. struggling with some addiction. And you just be like, hey, man, and I'm just, I keep it so light. I'm not like, you know, I'm like, Hey, we're going to go, you know, bowling on Friday. You should come out and hang out with us. I got a great group of friends. And then sometimes that's all they need. And they come out and I've seen our, people's whole lives change because they got invited to a social event or they volunteered for the first time. And they felt, I mean, honestly, that was what happened to me is when I started volunteering through my church, it, I was like, I didn't even think of myself as a good person up until that. I thought, I thought I was a kind of a bad person. And, mm -hmm. but when I started give volunteering it i felt something i never felt and i was like wow this feels pretty good to be on the on the good the good guy side and i wanted more of it and it just made me change so i think i think that is such a key component for us is like when you get people volunteering because i think that's even like my buddy rob weiderman he started you know he came to some service events with city fam and he probably had never volunteered a day in his life he was a drug dealer you know selling percocets a year before and now he starts volunteering and he just loved it and I just think it's, I think it's ingrained in us to give back. Like, you know, it's, it's in our DNA. And when you, when you give people that opportunity, it's like, you get that, whatever, all those chemicals they say, when you volunteer, it's almost like drugs. You know, mm -hmm. I know I've, been, I've felt high after volunteer events where I just feel like I'm high on life, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, looks like we got people commenting. Um, I'm just going to read a couple of them. <clears throat> Melissa Vance said, Hey, Chris, it's good to see you both. Casey Tompkins said no judgment and the acceptance is a game changer. <clears throat> and really that's it. You know, like guys, we're not faith-based, you know, and we, we were very intentionally not faith-based because we believe that we want to let people belong, you know, before they believe. And even if they never believe, you know, like we want to let them belong because the moment that you start labeling things, you know, this is a, you know, Christian group or the sober group or the abstinent group or any of that then you, you're automatically excluding people, right? So our, our goal is, hey, come do life with us. And whatever that thing is that maybe is preventing you from, from having the life that you want, if you hang out with us long enough, you won't want to do that thing. You're just using that to maybe numb some pain or to you know mask the fact that you, you don't have community or you're not, at, you're not living up to your potential and you feel it. So we believe that if you know community is the answer to a lot of society's ills you know so carla may said any southwest michigan groups not yet carla but there can be so drop me a private message if you want to learn more about our process guys it's not as hard as you might think to do this i remember when cassandra was cassandra sorry when you were first thinking about doing this you're like i think i could maybe get 10 people together i mean now you got 300 people in your group like that so if you feel like a little, you know, spark or a little like, you know, something in your spirit, jumping, reach out. We'd love to tell you how to do this. It's a hundred percent free to get your group started. We give you everything that you need. So May Carter, she shared it with her single. So May Carter just launched her group in Roanoke. We got a group down in Elkin, North Carolina, just started Redding, California. <clears throat> Liz Howe said, that's a great word, Chris. Separation and isolation is the enemy's biggest tools. For sure. Everybody's heard the term idle hands or the devil's workshop. And when you're bored and you're lonely, 
you could some recipe for disaster. Fabiana said, how can I start a city fam? Is that Fabiana in Brazil? So let's talk a little bit about the process. So you, you guys launched your group and then what you just people, were you adding people to it? Were people just joining? How quickly did you organize your social, your first social event after you started your group? I mean, I, yes. yeah, I was just, <laughs> I was going to say, I can start, you know, for us, you know, it was, it was Julie for the most part, you know, she was connected with you, you know, you and I had talked a little bit, but she's connected with you. She had the anticipation post. She did, you know, she, she did the, the right steps to get there. And, and you kind of sucked me into it, which it wasn't hard to get me there, but <laughs> you know, and here we are. So so yeah, I mean, we kind of went through that right process. Julie did with the anticipation post, opening or starting the Facebook page, all the, you know, all the right, correct steps in the right order. And here we are, you know, 263 people later. There's a buzz going on in Oklahoma City, I'd imagine. Like people are, because that's, you know, like when we did this in Houston, we launched a group. There were groups out there. There was, there was groups, singles groups, and they're all the same. They're all like hookup groups for the most part. And then we come along and it's like, you know, people notice it because it's so different, you know? Well, you know, one thing I've noticed is at all these events, it don't matter what it is, you just have that overarching, you know, spiritual feel to it, mm -hmm. you know, that supernatural feel to everything going on. Yeah. And, you know, God's there the entire time. There's no question about it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's what he wants. You know, he wants us to become the best version of ourselves. He wants us to love each other and not use each other, you know, so if we're doing that, you, even if it's not labeled, you know, a Christian group, he's behind it because he's a loving father and that's what he wants for, you know, his children. So Christy Knutson, Mariquin, she's, she's the, the girl that just launched her group in Redding, California. She said, I just had a gentleman asking me questions about the single fam slash city fam group. He has a men's Christian singles group, but doesn't want to bring his guys to the group unless every, unless everyone is single. Has anyone else had to navigate this? I don't want to tell people they can't join us because they are with someone or because they are married. Am I being naive? Is that dangerous putting singles and not singles doing together, doing life together? So what do y'all think? I have my opinions, but I'll let you answer first. Yeah, um, I just encourage there's one or two people that are married in the group and they just want to be part of like the social events. So I said, you know, like if that's, that's cool. I mean, it's majority for singles, you know, but yeah, there could be a tendency to kind of keep out. Like if there's a married guy coming in and hitting on the single ladies, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe have to ban them from the group because the intentions are not there to and loneliness, it just, you know, it's, it's wrong intentions there. So I think just it, like, we've talked about these other scenarios too. Like we do have sometimes alcohol at our, our events and some, some people may choose not to be a part of it because they're getting over addiction and we want to support wherever they are. And so I, at the table, I always make it clear, drink responsibility, drink sober. We don't have any uh, catastrophes happening, drinking and driving, something like that. So in every scenario of dynamics of your groups, just putting it out there, like here's some, here's some guidelines that's going to keep us on the path. And um, that makes sense. So if it's relationships or some of the social activities that we're doing, we want all a positive outcome. Right. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I agree with a lot of that too. I mean, I think we have to be careful. I don't want to, uh, I don't think we should isolate anybody from the group. You know, who knows if we don't have that married couple that comes in that may have that, you know, that, that marriage there, everyone strives to have, you know, also, then also their mentors to, you know, somebody newly dating or something. So it, it's a fine line, you know, it is kind of geared towards more of the single people. Yes. But I don't think we should, I don't want to keep anybody out that needs to hear about Jesus. And, you know, but like you said, you know, if it is, you know, a single guy coming in and start hitting on, you know, the women, yeah, it, that's probably not going to work and right. or vice versa. If it's a single woman coming in now, there's not a lot of men, but it's, you know, it's, uh, those, those types of things are probably one off. They probably don't happen that often. Yeah. But you know, if it's there, then we'll take, we'll take care of it and move on. Yeah, no, it's definitely not for just for single people, but like, uh, Chris said, it, the singles are going to be the ones to build the chapters because when I, created you know the group in baltimore half of it was for me half of it was because i wanted to reach my friends but half of it was just because i was trying to overcome my own boredom and loneliness 
So I, I went out and I organized the events and I worked the check-in table and I did all the things, sent the email and created the Facebook event. I did all the work. When you're a couple, when you're in a relationship, you don't need community like a single person does because you have someone. Now, look, I think you should, you should have community because healthy community is going to keep that relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, could could very well keep that relationship together you know because of all the relationships that you build up around it but it's different because you still on friday night at the end of the at the end of the week you still got somebody that you can go to dinner with and or watch a movie with or you know lay on the couch and do nothing with but it's still something when you're in a relationship it's but when you're single you, and you literally have nothing to do and you're sitting at home by yourself you're like that so the, the need is greater and that's why the singles are the ones that have have really reached out and done the work. Now we have a lot of couples in Baltimore that are part of the group and find a lot of value from their involvement, but they're not out there. The ones in all honesty, they're not working the check-in table. They're not on leadership. They come to the events and they sometimes bring friends, but they're not actually doing the work to put the events on because again, the single people, they, they do it a lot of times for themselves, you know, so th- that's why we started out a single fam, even though it's not all singles. There are there couples in your groups, are people in relationships. I'm, I'd imagine there's people in relationships in both of your groups, right? Same thing here, as far as I know. Okay, I think about people like Lior. So you met Lior and Amy, probably Cassandra on mm-hmm. New Year's Eve. So like he's, you know, they're in a relationship. They come to lots of events. Micah and Christine come to tons of events. I, I've always personally thought to myself like when I get into a relationship, I don't want to drop all my friends. I I hate when people do that, when they get into a relationship and then they just ghost everybody. It's like, I I want to be involved, you know, very involved with city fam. I mean, I I think I will be anyway, but after I get into a relationship, I want to, I want to be involved. I want to still go out and hang out with my friends and, you know, get the value out of the group. So yeah, it's such a valuable aspect. And I just want to like affirm that because I wasn't in marriage and it felt very isolated to like building outside relationships. So having that dynamic of healthy relationships absolutely does. And it should be like singles should learn from healthy people that have a great relationship. It's like something they can look forward to and they can learn from that experience. So I think it's, it's, it's needed to have relationships that are healthy and both, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I, I was reading uh, an article about it a while back and they talked about how community will keep a marriage together, you know, versus you trying to rely on everything, one person to get your cup filled for everything versus, you know, a lot of times people stay in relationships because they have so many connections through that person, their church and, you know, their friends, their kids' friends and all that. And they just, you know, that's a whole network that they would lose if they left that relationship. So it'll literally keep a marriage together. Yeah. Well, and, and also, this is a whole other topic, but there's such a nugget here for even for the singles that are listening to this. How, not one person ever is going to meet all your relational needs. Mm-hmm. And so having guy friends or girlfriends, you know, whatever you may have in, in a healthy dimension is going to help you reflect, if you know, positive conversations, things to reflect on, you know, business relationships and other other interest that still keeps that married relationships healthy but yeah it's just you should have a wide range of friendships that meet certain needs and have, thinking one person can meet all your needs is a danger a, a recipe for disaster as for sure good stuff so fabiana asked how can i start with a, how can i start question mark with a facebook page question mark so yes, that is how you start. Actually, if you're interested in starting a group, drop the comment reach. And what I'll do is I'll personally reach out to you and I'll give you some next steps. But that is what we do. We start you out with a Facebook group. It's called Single Fam, whatever your town is, Single Fam Seo Polo uh, for you, Fabiana. And then we, you know you add some people to it. You do an event, do a social event, maybe do a service event. And then at some point, we're going to give you a small group curriculum and encourage you to do a small group. And that's really where you're going to get into some deeper conversations with people in your group about things of, of substance. And you're probably going to find your leadership team through that small group. And then at that point, we give you the option to become a city fam chapter. And the vision really is, is, you know, we want to have these things everywhere. There needs to be a city fam everywhere. There's people like they, everybody needs to have access to a community because nobody should have to do life alone. Nobody should have to like, it's, you know, 
try to walk the narrow path and not have a group of people that they can relate to just to live out their good decisions. You know, like I know for me, like I, I've told the story plenty of times, but I'll just say it again. When I decided to, you know, make, become the best version of myself, let's just say that I couldn't find a group of people that I related to. Like the church people were nice, but they weren't doing anything. And even if they were, I don't know that I would have hung out with them because I just felt like I was so different than them. And I feel like, you know, I don't know what, I really can't say exactly what it is that like, cause city fam, you got a lot of different kind of people, you know, and for whatever reason, it just works, you know, like, and I, I, I guess it's, I guess it's the Holy spirit, you know, cause I, I can't figure that one out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, it, it, even I prayed about this group, like, you know, God, like, you have to do this because I can't do it my, by myself. And so God connected with Angie, and um, and she was just a pioneer of, of um, inviting people and rallying up and pushing me to do the things that needed to get done to pull the group together. And so in starting a group, just, just you know, if you're faith-based, just believe a helper Holy Spirit is going to help us to do something great and have a great impact. And I love this word that you're using, Rob, you know, being a movement maker. And I've been in training, literally I paid thousands of dollars to become a movement maker, you know, in business and have impact and income. And um, so it's just interesting when you're, and I saw that um, you said, you know, become a movement maker more or less. I'm like, man, this is something I've been training for. And so just, just upping my skill and, and, and having that relationship, man, like I've traveled the world, but sometimes you have seasonal friends, but like to have long-term friends, some people don't feel like, you know, they have friends that they can count on, you know, can call and, and be there for them. And we had people actually at us from our small group, you know, shared that their, their grandmother passed away and just had, they had a support group to say, Hey, I'm praying for you, or I'm there for you, you know, sympathy and yeah. uh, empathy. And, and just know that people cared about their situation. So just, it's so, you know, it felt like family. It felt like I have a support group. I love it. Know what you're going through. Yeah. I was just thinking about like when I, you know, I was in Lancaster for Christmas Eve and it was amazing. It was the highlight of my week. But like, even if I come to Oklahoma City, I know that from the moment I get there, it's going to be like instant family. You know, it's like, I, I've never even met you guys. And it's going to be like, you know what I mean? 100%. I, and that's always been the dream is like, oh my gosh, it's the first Friday. Like if you're in, maybe you're on vacation, you go to New York City and you're like, hey, it's the first Friday. Let's find out where the renegade is. And you walk into a place and automatically, you got a group, you got a family right there. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's, that's always been the dream. Baltimore, like people came from Portland, Oregon and California, never met us in person, but just because they've been part of city fam or booked their tickets and wait months previously, just to be a part of um, the Charm City Countdown New Year's Eve events. And it was just so cool to see that interest. And, and it, we had instant friendships, you know, now we have no more people or we expanded our friendship and connection networks by meeting up. And so that's pretty cool because again, you're just, your destiny can be one way of connecting another person. So God loves to connect people to really fulfill purpose in our lives. And so that, that network of connections is powerful. I think what God is going to do through this, and we talk a lot about God, obviously it's like, you can't not, <laughs> but it's like, we're like a thermostat, you know, he's going to use us to change the the temperature of cities because like even that charm city countdown like honestly for the most part everybody in city fam's really you know they're making good decisions for their long term becoming the best versions of, of themselves but at the same time we probably part had more fun than anybody else at the party if you look at when we were in karaoke people were like coming in they're like what's going on as if we just had like all you know we the energy between the group and it's like that that synergy when you get all the parts you know they say the i forget the definition of synergy but it's basically like something that's greater than the sum of all the parts but it's like when we come together it's just this it's this energy i don't even know how to describe it but people are drawn to it you know like it, i even when i was how i became a nightclub promoter was i was i was a stripper and i would go out to clubs with my stripper friends when we got off work and we just loved each other. We loved being around. There was like, we were just like really loved each other. We like, you know, even guys, we kiss each other just on the lips, not gay. Just, we just, you know, uh, and we were on drugs too. So there's probably, so, you know, <laughs> ecstasy makes you feel, really like feel like you love people, but, but people were drawn to the unity. 
and they wanted to hang out with us. And so, so then wherever we were going, we kind of like a crowd started moving with us. Now the dysfunction of the group, because we were, you know, people were sleeping with each other and on drugs. It, it, the group fell apart and a lot of those people don't even talk to each other anymore. But I saw that. I saw the way that people were attracted to the unity and the love. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like, you know, like even if you go back to what Jesus said, he said that people will know you by your love for each other. And I feel mm -hmm. like that's part of the secret sauce of city fam is like, is being unified, you know, and having yeah. that, that love for each other. Yeah. When you really carry that, um, just being real authentic and, and be yourself. And even like on New Year's Eve, man, I was, the jump song came on. I was jumping a little bit. I think I slipped on some water was on the floor. I, I sprained my ankle. I had a little too much to drink myself. So, I, I, you know, I, I typically don't do that, but I wasn't drinking the water. So no one was, <laughs> I needed someone to tell me to drink water. So I had like four drinks. Anyway, I'm not trying to like drink. Anyway, it just hit me. But so, but even in, if we do mess up or we make a mistake, we're not there to judge each other, but to say, hey, get back up. We're going to learn from this experience and do it better. And, and that's what I hear from a lot of people like, hey, I, last year was really bad for me. This year is really good. And so like next year should be better for me. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm, I'm a bit of a daredevil. So I always try to test my limits. And so, but that's, well, that's were, part of life. You were off the chain on uh, New Year's. <laughs> she was all over the place. She was dancing all night. That's funny. Throwing, <laughs> throwing Angie around. And I wish, I wish I'd have been there now. <laughs> we had so much fun, my goodness. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was, I was going to say this real quick. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we keep talking about unity and, and all this stuff within the groups and how people feel. But, man, I really feel like it trickles down from the top, you know, from Rob to even our phone calls, like on our Thursday nights. You know, it didn't take long to feel at home, mm. you know, or, or, you know, that you were a part of something bigger. Mm, you know, then it just kind of rolls downhill into the groups just because of the, you know, the, the vibe from the very top, you know, and for all those people out there thinking about starting a group, like pray about it. Cause I promise you, we're all praying about it for you too. And we're praying for you. And if you're nervous, I mean, we're all here for you and you can reach out with questions and, and whatever you got, you know, cause this is a movement. And like Rob said, and Cassandra said a couple of times, you know, it's a movement and, it, it's something else when you're in, when you're in the middle of it and just that feeling and that vibe and that supernatural thing going on. Yeah. I mean, if, so if, if y'all don't know, I've talked about home a lot on previous streams, but maybe you've never saw those kind of the vision is we want to have chapters everywhere. We really believe that when this thing is fully fleshed out, there's going to be, you know, we're going to have our renegades. Our renegade is our first Friday of the month social event. And we're going to have our sold out Saturday, which is our service event once a month. But then throughout the month, our members are going to be organizing whatever they want to do, whatever social events they want to do. And they can, so we're going to kind of crowdsource the solution to loneliness. That's what we believe. We're going to empower people to create their own social and service events, encourage them to pull people into those environments that may be lonely looking for friends. But then, you know, they're, they're going to be, they're going to have their own small groups. Cause like you can't build intimacy in large groups right? Intimacy is you find intimacy in small groups. So like when we were started Baltimore, we had this great group of people uh, that were doing life together. And when the group grew, I noticed that it felt different. It didn't, it wasn't as good. It started, I, it was, we lost intimacy. And then what happened was we inadvertently kind of broke out back over Billy's house in between the social events. We just started doing like our own little events. And that's when I really realized that's where the real life change happens is when you're in a small group right? And you're in people's houses and you're really able to share deeply what's going on in your life. So the way I think it's going to, when it's fully fleshed out is we're going to have multiple small groups in cities. So you might have 20 small people meeting and this way you got, this group's mostly single moms and this one's senior citizens and this one's, young, you know, couples and this, and so you have all these different groups with all the different DNAs but they all come together once a month at the renegade and they all come together for the service event. And then they, and then what we use those events for honestly is to introduce the new people to which small group would be right for them. You know, we ask them a couple questions. Hey, where do you live? You know, are you married or single? How old are you? Do you have kids? And based off their answers, we kind of try to pair them with a, gr a smaller group that they would be right for. And then eventually we have maybe hundreds of small groups in a city, but still coming together for those big events 
that's what we see when we, uh, that's at least what I see when I look into the future of city fam, because how are we going to solve loneliness? Like the only way to do it is we'd have to have a lot, a lot of groups that a lot of small groups where people could get real with each other and get into, you know, friendships and relationships with people that they could actually relate to because everybody's got a, a type of person. So I want to be around people that fill my cup. Not everybody fills my cup, but I want to be around people that fill my cup and, and different people fill different people's cups. So even like a, somebody that you might consider weird, they got people too, though. Weird people like weird people, right? So that we have to help everybody find their people. And then we, together we're still city fam, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. That's, that's the way I see it. And then, and just being like a trusted partner to all the churches and, you know, recovery centers and all that, because when people get out of like recovery, a lot of times they just go back to their neighborhood that they used to use in and they hang out with the same people and then they fall right back into it. So imagine people get out of recovery and they're like, oh yeah, they send them to city fam and they got a whole instant group of friends and we can do life with them and walk with them and, and help them. Cause I really believe that like the opioid epidemic, a lot of that is because people are lonely and they're bored. So they use, you know, versus imagine if they were to come hang out with us, they'd be like, wow, you guys are cool. You have fun, you know? So that's, that, that's what I see when I look into the future. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So go ahead. No, I just said, yeah, no, you just, you summed it up really well. Like just people, you know, coming alive, like in relationships, that's, that's the, that's that thing that we're created to be in family. God loves family. And so when we're isolated, especially with this pandemic, we need, this is such a birthing, you know, it's, I think that's why it's such rapid growth because of the pandemic, people feeling isolated and that's, uh, suicide was skyrocketed because of isolation. So really solving a problem with creating atmospheres where we don't feel isolated and feel connected and in community. It's good. And community is one of those things that if you never had it, you don't know it until you, you don't know what you were missing until you get it. Like, cause mm -hmm. I didn't have real community for the first, I'd say 10 years that I was a Christian. And then I had it and I was like, oh man, this is awesome. Like, this is really, it made the, the walk so much easier. So yeah. let's read a couple comments. Dale Howard is here. How you doing, Dale? We have a bunch of people that dropped the word reach in. Rena did, Fabiana, Brandy Young. I'll reach out to you and I'll give you more information. May Carter, I think I mentioned her. She was at New Year's Eve. Alicia said we should do a salsa dancing night. So we tried to salsa dance on New Year's. <laughs> Me and Cassandra actually. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. I was, I was, um, I was, I was not good. <laughs> yeah, try something first for the first time. That's <laughs> good. Heather mm -hmm. Abraham, Heather Abrahamo Wargo says, I'm trying to find my place. I have severely aut autistic daughters and don't have any support. I haven't even been to church in many years because they don't have childcare that they, that can care for them. I feel like me and my family have fell through the cracks. What area are you in, Heather? Maybe we can connect you. Bob Ernest is watching. What's up, Bob? Weird people like weird people. Heather's making fun of me. She said, my dance family has changed my life. Alicia Sullivan, I'm ready for this. Let's go. Okay. Drop the word reach if you're serious, Alicia. So let me see if I have any other questions here that I want to ask. Okay. So yeah, I guess... If you want to join uh, Chris's or Cassandra's Facebook groups, if you're in the Lancaster, I never know how to say that, the Lancaster area or Oklahoma City, you can just go to facebook.com forward slash groups and then single fam Lancaster or single fam OKC, I think it is. And you can find their groups there. If you know people in those areas, add them to the group or, or send them the link and tell them about City Fam. Like Chris and Cassandra said, this is a movement. And, you know, you could basically get in on the ground floor of what I believe is going to be something really special that, that, that God is going to do through all this. So we would love, love to tell you more about it. Do you guys have any closing thoughts or comments? I, for me, I mean, just, you know, thanks for everything that you've done to get this started and kind of being that, you know, I don't want to call you a role model yet, but, you know, kind of being that you know, they got that listen to God's vision and follow through. And because of that, we're all here. Appreciate Cassandra that. and I and Angie and Julie, we're all here because of that. Appreciate it. Thank you. It was all his idea. 
not this is not my idea none of it i mean i i appreciate that thank you yeah yeah and you shared that city fam was like a god idea give me that you find cityfam.com you know just starting with an idea that and, and greatness happens when we just be inspired by the holy spirit so that's why we love being connected with god and, and if you're listening to this you know just God loves us. He loves to be part of our lives. And that's the coolest thing that we can, we can inspire. So we love it. And we, you know, we just encourage it. It's not a bad thing at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate y'all coming on. I'm really excited to see what's going on in, in both your cities. And I'm just excited to do life with you guys. And I'm, you know, looking forward to a long friendship with you both and getting to meet in person and hopefully go to each other's weddings one day and you know, who knows where all this goes. Right. <laughs> but me and Chris were talking about it earlier. We're like, we know that there's, there's eventually going to be a lot of city fan weddings. You know, I'm sure people are going to meet. This is a great place to meet people, you know, because you know, at least, at least the people are on the path, right. They're, they're wanting to become a better version of themselves. You guys are already headed in the right, you know, same direction together. So that's it. I, again, if you want to reach out, if you want to know more about how to start a group, just drop the word, reach in the comments. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. We have a, a goals retreat coming up for City Fam. So every year we do, we basically Friday, a Friday night and a Saturday day, we, we take the time to get together and we plan out our year. And for me, like, honestly, the vision has been a game changer because once I had a destination of knowing exactly what I wanted to do with my life, it became easier to make the right decisions because you know, that the word says without vision, people perish, but there's another version that says without people, without vision, people cast off restraint. So if you think about it, like if you don't have a vision, you're like, well, why not stay up and get drunk? Or why not get up at 10 o'clock in the morning? Like, but when you have a vision, you're like, I got to get there. Right. And it keeps you, it makes make, you make certain decisions because you start reverse engineering how to get to that place. But most people actually only 3% of the population stops and gives thoughtful contemplation to their future and plans accordingly. We want to be in that 3%. So we're going to plan out our year. We're going to help everybody figure out what is it that you want most really powerful exercises that life coaches, uh, certified life coach is going to take us through Cami Brecto. And we're going to map out our year. And then we're going to, we're going to get a plan for how to accomplish it. This is how I did all the big things that I was able to do with the group and the book. It was all about like really drilling down on what I wanted and then reverse engineering the plan to get there, you know, and staying hyper-focused on it. So we want to help you with that. And you can actually go to our Facebook page, the city fam Facebook page. And there's a, it's called the rise goals retreat. If you want the link, actually just drop the, the comment rise and I'll go back through the comments and I'll go, I'll send a link to everybody that drops that it's $99 or it's one It's nine, nine for an individual or it's one You can have as many people to a single location and to share that. So, you know, what we're going to do here in Baltimore is we might have 10 people come to the city fam office and we'll all just pay $20 each. So that's, that's the way it works. So I hope to see you guys there. It's, it's, I really highly encourage you to, to attend it. It's good stuff. What else? Anything else coming up? Anything I missed that y'all can think of? No, start a group guys, start a group, <laughs> start a single fam. Yeah. So I encourage that. Cool. Good. Now I want to say one more thing too. I mean, it's, all the people that have been on this live the entire time, it's no mistake that you're, that you're here. Hmm. You know, God had you here for whatever reason it is, whether it's just learn about a group in your city or to start a group. And, you know, like Cassandra just said, start it. Do you yeah. pray about it? Start it and let's roll. Yeah. You know what? I mean, that's so important because if you think about, like we say, you know, in the part of the world that you're responsible for, because we are right. We're responsible for where we live. God puts you there. And what are you doing to make it better? You know, because this is a really powerful way for you to affect positive change in not only your life, but the lives of all the people around you and in your, in your city. You know, we've given out just in Baltimore, tens of thousands of volunteer hours back to like causes in our communities and seen lots of people's lives change. And like, I mean, the way I look at it, I remember when I was backslid, my uncle, my uncle, they used to, they call him the Bible the Bible man or whatever, he goes to the flea markets and he, he gets all the used Bibles and he's been shipping them over like to Africa for years. He's been doing this. And I remember when I was backslidden, I'm thinking that he's going to have so much treasure for himself in heaven when he gets there because of all the good stuff that he's done. And I'm like, I remember thinking that to myself, cause I wasn't doing much of anything good at the time. And now it's like, this is a way for you to stack some, stack some treasure, 
we're going to give you the system for you to stack some treasure for later because this thing works. So that's it. Love you guys. Love you, brother. Oh, thank you. All right. We'll Thanks talk to you all later. Me. See you on the next episode, guys.